0: a god dream a god-sized dream aligns with who you are and who god is welcome to the kingdom life coaching podcast i'm your host megan nilsen speaker author and yes life coach we live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention this is the space Where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hi, you guys, welcome back. Thank you for joining me in another episode. This is part two of last week was part one. So if you did not listen to the previous episode, About four reasons keeping you from pursuing your God sized dream. Go back and listen to that or listen to that after this. You know, honestly, they kind of go hand in hand. So, either way, you want to slice it. Last week, we were talking about four things that are going to keep you and maybe hold you back from pursuing your God sized dream. So, go and listen to that. What are those things? Because today, I want to usher you into a new space. This is one of my absolutely most favoriteest things. I know that that's not grammatically correct, but I don't care because that's how much I love helping people really mine for the gold that's inside them, the dreams that God has put inside of you and help you bring those out, bring those to fruition on this earth. And it just, I I, I honestly can't think of anything more exciting for me is to really help people do that so that you can step into something that God's put on your heart to bring to the earth and something that will bring you endless amounts of joy. And I'm telling you, if any of you are parents out there This is the perfect time to begin to walk out this process, to begin to explore and take these steps of faith because your kids are watching you. They are watching and and we want nothing more. As parents, we want nothing more than for our kids to be happy and healthy and whole and living this vibrant life, really contributing to society and to culture in the way that they were intended to do so. My question for you, you is, are, are you doing that? Are you in a space and a place and a vocation where you are living out what you are meant to do on this earth because it it brings you ultimate joy? And sure, work is hard. I get that. That's just part of working in this world. But work doesn't always have to be depressing. It doesn't always have to be boring and, and lead you to burnout. If it's work that you enjoy doing, that brings you actually supernatural natural and extra amounts of energy, then I would say that's something that's a God-sized dream and your kids will absolutely be the beneficiaries of watching you do what it takes, do the hard work, explore the thing, take steps of faith when it feels awkward, uncomfortable, you don't know the outcome. This will teach them more than so many other things in life is to watch you actually live out your dreams. So Like I said, the previous episode was all about the things that hold you back. So go back and listen to that and see if anything really resonates with you as to why you're not doing this. This episode, this week, is all about the things that will propel us forward. So I'm going to talk about four attributes of a God-sized dream. How do we even know if it's a God-sized dream? And then we're going to go into, well then, what are the questions that we need to be asking ourselves five questions you can ask yourself to determine if this is a God-sized dream and then what your next steps are. So kingdom life coaching at its finest, my friends. So what is a God-sized dream? I would say here are some clues that might lead you into that. So one attribute of a God-sized dream is that this idea, this dream exceeds your own grasp. So a God-sized dream is something that is bigger than you. So for example, if you are a good cook and you think, oh, I love cooking meals for my family. I love having friends over. They always want me to host the party. This is fantastic that you have the gift of hospitality. You have the energy and the excitement to bring people, to feed people at your table. This is a beautiful gift to bring to the world and you should not stop doing it. You should keep doing it what would a God-sized dream look like? A God-sized dream would look like, man, I love cooking. I love nourishing people. I would love to own a food truck. I would love to start a catering business. I would love to host big dinner parties in which we could build community and raise money for a nonprofit. I've seen people do these exact things. When you take that gift a gift that you have in your spirit and in your soul. You take the talents and the natural skills that you have and you bump it up a level and you say, okay, this is what I'm already doing that fits within my comfort zone. It fits within my lifestyle. But what would it look like to take this a notch further if this is your dream and build out something bigger? For example, maybe you like to write. Maybe you're a blogger and you think, oh, I, I love writing my weekly newsletters. I love... Offering people my weekly blog. I get so much feedback and people say it blesses them. Okay. That's fantastic. Keep doing that. But I would submit that a God-sized dream exceeds your own grasp is like, wow, what would it look like for me to write a book? I love writing. I have a message inside me, but writing a book seems huge. How could I possibly do that on my own? Do you see what I'm saying? So it's taking the things that you might already be doing at some level in your natural self, within your lifestyle and your comfort zone and saying, if I'm honest, I would love to take something to the next step. That means that you're gonna need God's help to do it because you can't do it on your own. You will likely, you're gonna need God's help. You're gonna need other people. And if it's within your reach You may rely on yourself too much and forget God entirely. So I would say the first sign of a God-sized dream is that it exceeds your own grasp. It's something that you cannot do on your own by yourself. The second sign of a God-sized dream means that you are devoted to God. It's not about you. So if you want to start a restaurant or build a catering business, if you want to write a book or start a podcast because you want your name in lights, you want to become famous, you want it to be all about you, I would say in my understanding of of the kingdom that that is not a God-sized dream because God-sized dreams are planted in us to grow and to bring fruit and a harvest because we want to glorify God. We want to point to the creator as he brings about his love and his purposes through the creation. So you and I are his creation and we point to the creator when we devote ourselves to God. So we must wait and see what God says be open to what he reveals about the dream. So we might have something deep inside us and when we begin to talk to God about it, ask him to give us clues to give us signs and wonders and, and and Holy Spirit stirrings, we must be open to what he wants it to look like, to how he is how he is bringing it forth on the earth. We surrender our own agenda as to how this is going to come to pass. And we must be open to walking in his lead. This is so critical because it is part and parcel of being human is that we have our generally have our own agenda. We have an idea about how something is going to turn out. And yet, when God comes in, when he breathes his spirit into this, he might have a way that he wants to shift it, to adjust it, to pivot it for greater impact, for deeper. Work inside of us and inside of other people. Thirdly, a God dream comes, there's a largeness. There is a largeness and an energy to an idea that is beyond, again, something that you would just think of on your own. So you know you have a God sized dream when you think, how could this possibly happen? Is there an energy or an inspiration that is beyond you? Something that you're like, man, this would be so cool, but I have no idea how I would do this. Does this dream speak to to blessing others and bringing forth the kingdom of God in and around other people? God dreams come with some kind of anointing or a favor, a largeness, an energy about it. And you feel you might not know how it's going to play out. In fact, most of the time we don't know how. We just have this deep sense of reverence, this deep sense of excitement, and we get stuck at the how. We get stuck at the how, but if we have something that's coming with with a grandiosity and an energy, we feel God's anointing around it, then pay attention, ask him about it. Where in your life do you feel things picking up steam right now? So where in your life are you seeing connections being made, ideas coming together, people coming together that that could collaborate on something, and you think, huh, Is God's hand a favor or anointing on this? Are there connections being made that I could not really create on my own? Pay attention to those things because I believe that that is a part of how God works in our lives. Number four is this, a God dream, a God-sized dream aligns with who you are and who God is. So if you think about how he created you, who he created you to be, what gifts and talents he's given you, and you cross that, you there's an intersection with who you are and who God is, pay attention in that space. I love Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 in the Passion Translation. It says this, we have become God's poetry a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. You are God's poetry. There is something inside you that when it is activated will fulfill the destiny that he has given to you. The Passion Translation goes on to say, for we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one, Again, back to that idea of anointing. Jesus is the anointed one. He has been chosen, tapped by God. When you feel that in your spirit, you feel that energy that there's an anointing. There's something that God is breathing on you. Pay attention. It says, even before we were born, even before you were born, God planned and advanced our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it the Greek word here, many of you have heard this probably is poem. We are God's poetry, his poema. Do you believe that? Do you see that to be true in your life? Do you know that to be true in your life? If there is something blocking your mind and blocking your heart from believing that you are God's chosen one, that you are created, that you are the poetry that's going to bring about beauty, and breakthrough on this earth, then do the work to figure out what's blocking you, what needs to be cast out, what needs to come out of your heart and mind so that his plans and purposes can grow inside of you. Now, Paul is writing to the Ephesians and in this, in this place, he's implying that these good works make up your destiny. So when we talk about destiny and divine destiny, this this feels like this grandiose, just wide sweeping idea. And yet I am going to, to challenge you and I would submit to you that you walking in your purpose, you giving to the world, walking out the things that you are meant to do, will actually, these are the works that when woven together will make up your destiny You have control over parts and pieces of your destiny. You don't have control over what comes at you from the outside, but you have a lot of control over what comes out of you from the inside. As you yield to God, your prearranged destiny comes to pass and you're rewarded for simply doing what He wants you to accomplish. You will be rewarded because you will feel it deep inside your spirit and your bones that you are doing what God has created you to do. Don't dismiss this dream because you think somebody is already doing it or is better at it than you. Imposter syndrome comparison is one of those things that loves to just march on in, just settle down and Get real comfy, cozy in our souls because we think, you know what? Somebody else already wrote, wrote that book. Somebody else already has a podcast. Somebody else already started that business. Somebody else, blah, de, blah, de, blah. Listen, you are the only you there is. I'm laughing. I sound like Doctor <laughs> Dr. Seuss. I'm sure he has a book like that. You are the only you there is. If this dream is for your family, if this dream is for yourself, what does that mean? Who else out there is doing the thing that you are doing? They might be it, on paper, it might look very similar, but nobody on earth from the beginning of time until now has the exact DNA as you do. Even you, identical twins out there, I know, I know that there's something slightly different that you bring to the world. So that is not an excuse because God needs you. Well, okay, God doesn't need you. The world needs you because God has planted something inside you that needs to come out and and bless the world. Now, a God-sized dream will come to pass. It it will come to pass. But often we must wait for the proper time. And I know that money often holds us back from investing in those dreams. And a good friend and mentor of mine, Gretchen Heinen, said this recently in our Come Alive conference. She said, God always pays for what he orders. Listen, if God has planted it in you, he will bring about the provision to pay for it. But some of you are kind of working backwards and you're not going to invest in something because you think, I don't don't see the money right now. And I'm telling you, when God orders it, he will bring about the provisions but many times it requires us to take a step of faith and trust that when we plant that seed, when we make that investment, and and many times it's a financial investment into publishing that book, into starting that business, into you name it, then, then when we plant that seed, when we put down that seed money, that's when the harvest comes. I feel like this is a word for some of you listening right now, there is seed money that you are supposed to plant. You are supposed to actually write that check, make that payment, say, I am going to invest in this dream because I know that when I do, God's going to give me more clarity and more clues, and he's going to bring more provision and more harvest for this thing to come out into the earth. And without planting that seed of the money, it's not going to happen. What does that look like for you? Now, I'm going to give you guys five questions that I think would be super helpful to determine your your God-sized dream and the proper next steps. So if you have a pencil or if you want to pause right now or open up the notes on your phone, however you want to do that, here are five things that I would suggest you be paying attention to in order to discover this God-sized dream and in order to determine what's the next step. So number one, what breaks your heart? simple as that what 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 when you look out into the world what breaks your heart what problem do you see in the world that you think oh my gosh if only if only there were a solution for this if only there were something that could we could invent to help with this problem if only there were a nonprofit that we could start to help with this problem if only so if you find yourself saying if only Pay attention, because I believe that God is planting a, a dream in your heart for what, or what, what breaks your heart is going to be a clue as to how he wants you to engage in the world. Number two, what do you long for that you have not seen come to pass yet? So maybe I feel like this is directly tied to number one, what breaks your heart? And then secondarily, what do you long, what kind of breakthrough do you long to see in this world that hasn't yet come to pass? Pay attention. Say, God, are you asking me, are you tapping me on the shoulder to be the one to bring this solution to the world? Pay attention. Number three is this, what has been a seed of an idea that's growing in your heart for a while that you have not acted on? I see this all the time and I've shared stories on this podcast about how my husband and I have both started new business, new businesses, new, new careers in the last few years. And I remember when, when my husband was going through his vocational crisis a few years ago and he was like, what am I supposed to be doing? I said to him, you wanted to be a teacher in your younger days. Do you still want to do that? It was going back a couple of decades several decades and saying, this was something you dreamed about at one point. Is that still alive in you? Does that flame still exist? And the, the, the long and the short of it is, yes, that still existed. And he's teaching right now and he's working in his dream job. So oftentimes the seed of an idea, a God-sized thing has been living in us for a while. We just haven't acted on it. Go back to the previous episode for all the reasons why we don't do what, why we don't step into that. Number four, what has God already told you about this dream? So, as you're discovering what your dream is, if you want to, again, start a business, write a book, start a podcast, start a community club of some kind, you name it, the list goes on and on and on. If you've been thinking about this, then have you prayed about it? Have you literally taken it to God, written it down in your journal and said, God, you know that this dream is on my heart. You put it there, but I don't know what my next step is. Have you asked him to speak into it? That seems so simple, but many times we just perseverate and we kind of go round and round on the hamster wheel wondering what we're supposed to do. And we literally have not even asked God to speak into it. So ask him. What is the next step? And if you don't know, wait for him to answer. Listen to him. Number five, is the time right? Okay, this is a biggie. I talked about this in the last podcast episode as well. What? season of life are you in? What is happening right now in your life, in your family, in your home, if you're married, if you have kids, what ages and stages, how is the health of your marriage? There are a lot of factors going into this. And God has ordered, he has aligned our lives to properly position in a certain order. And so if it's not time yet, because you've got other you've got other responsibilities, you've got other things that you need to work on and bring to health before you can walk in this, then that's okay. Go ahead and safeguard that dream for a future time. Write it in your journal, continue to pray about it, ask God to speak into it. And then when the time is right, God will bring about that idea back into your heart and mind. And you guys have heard me talk before on this podcast about our adoption journey and on our 10th anniversary, Scott and I were in Napa Valley, California, enjoying, you know, hot air balloon ride and wine and cheese and all those fun things back in our early 30s. And we were talking about family planning. And we said very clearly in that space, we were did not feel that God was calling us to have more biological kids. We had two at the time, two young ones. But if we were to expand our family, we both felt the stirring of growing our family through adoption. Okay, then it was not until quite a while, years later, years later, that God actually brought that back around and the timing was right to bring that to fruition, to actually walk out the adoption and bring our younger two kids into the family. So sometimes God plants a seed. He makes you aware of of the idea at one point in your life Again, take the teaching idea. It, at age 25, my husband wanted to be a teacher, did not, was in parachurch ministry for a couple of decades after that. And it wasn't until he was 45 or 46, two decades later, that, that that actually happened. And he would tell you without a shadow of a doubt that he is a better teacher. He is a more fulfilled, more intentional, just actually a better skilled teacher. At 45, well, now he's 50, so spoiler alert, (laughs) but then he would have been at 25. So sometimes the timing isn't right because God is continuing to build character in us. He needs to build a certain kind of character in you because if he actually brought that dream to fruition right now, you might not be ready for it. You might, your character might not be developed to the point where you are ready in the best possible way to not only handle the dream, but live fully into the dream with authority, with energy, with expertise. So pray about the timing. So if the dream is for now, my question for you is this, who do you need to talk to for help? What kind of support do you need? Because go, let's go back to what I said earlier, a God-sized dream is exceeds your grasp. So if it's something that you can do on your own because you're already doing it, you don't need extra support. God says, "Great, good, carry on, keep keep it moving, you got it." But if it's something that's bigger than you, that you don't know how to do, that you have confusion about, that you need to figure out, some ask somebody, "What are the next steps?" Then think about that right now. And the reason that I'm doing these two podcast episodes right now in November is because I know, I know that I know that the end of the year is coming and January, we're going to roll into January and you all are going to think it's 2024. What's going to happen in 2024? Now there, there are going to be hard seasons that come. Listen, we don't wish those on anybody. We don't want those. Those just come. We don't need to do any internal work for hard things to happen to us. Sadly, the reality is in a broken world, that just happens. But the opposite is also a reality. Good things could come, but I don't know why God orchestrated it this way, but the good things that, that can come into this world often require us to do some work to step out in faith. We don't need to step out in faith for bad things to happen. They just happen. I don't know why that is. I wish that weren't the case, but I'm telling you this is true. If you want good things to happen in your life, if you want the kingdom of God to be manifested through you, many times it's going to require you to take a bold step of faith. I've done episodes about this as well. It's going to require a bold step of faith and action for God to say, you know what? I see you. There you go. The character is developed. I can trust you. Let's go. Let's build this thing. So what does that look like for you? And I, I love this quote by Cory Ten Boom. Oh my gosh, every time I read something by her, I'm just like, oh girl. I mean, her, her life is a testimony, is it not? But she says, perhaps you just keep saying, I need to pray about it. I need to pray about it. And this is what Corey Ten Boom says. So for some of you, you're like, you know what, Megan, this all sounds well and good. And you got your big, you know, William Wallace speech about how we need to just get out there and go for it. But I just need to pray about it a little more. And Corey Ten Boom says this. She says, prayer should never be an excuse for inaction. <laughs> Let me repeat that. Prayer should never be an excuse for inaction. Nehemiah prayed, but he also set watches for protection he used common sense. As a result, what had not been done in a hundred years time was finished in 52 days. She was referring to Nehemiah chapter 615. So the wall was finished in 52 days. Don't use prayer as an excuse. If it's because you really need to do some discerning work, then by all means, fast and pray. Jesus is very clear that, that his kingdom will come through fasting and prayer. But if you've already done that and you have something planted inside of you and you're using prayer as an excuse for inaction, I would I would caution you. Use your common sense. And when God breathes on something, when he brings something into your life, what might take some, some other worldly way, you know, this was, what, what was it? A hundred years to do this wall. Then when God breathed on it, when he brought that into the world, 52 days. So when God's bringing something into your world, I'm telling you, he can make it happen in ways and, and, and in time. He can expedite. I've I believe that God is in in the business of expediting dreams, expediting his mission on the earth. So what does that look like for you? I want to end with reading a couple of paragraphs from this book by Bob Goff, Dream Big. So if you're kind of geeking out from these episodes because I'm tapping on something in your heart, I would highly recommend Bob's book, Dream Big. The subtitle is Know What You Want why you want it, and what you're going to do about it. So let that be your reading for now. But he says this on page 35. It says, so let me ask you again, what do you want? Jesus asked people what they wanted all the time. He didn't have problems with the people who messed up grappling with the issues in their lives. He didn't like it when people faked it if you find yourself tempted to be artificial or disingenuous, find a new way to deal with your insecurity. Bite your tongue, swallow a goldfish, or shave off your eyebrows if you need to, but break the cycle. That's right. Preach, Bob. Look at Jesus. He surrounded himself with disciples who couldn't get the nets on the right side of the boat most of the time. At times they had desires that must have seemed superficial at best, but Jesus was kind, direct, and never mean to them. When you're real and authentic with him, he won't beat you up when you mess up because he's embarrassed by you. He'll embrace you because he loves you. Remember the passage in the Bible where the blind man called out to Jesus so he could be healed? Jesus's friends tried to help out by telling the man to stop yelling, but the blind man just yelled even louder. Maybe you should do the same if people have been trying to get you to quiet down about your ambitions. Quit whispering them to yourself and instead start shouting them into the world. Jesus asked the blind guy the same question. He asks all of us every day, what do you want me to do for you? The answer must have seemed pretty obvious to the blind guy, but just like God in the garden with Adam and Eve, I don't think Jesus needed to hear the answer. He wanted to make sure the blind guy was clear on his ambitions and knew what he wanted more than anything else. He wants the same thing from you too. Where the story gets good is when the blind guy tells Jesus his deepest desire, Rabbi, I want to see. I can imagine him saying this with pleading outstretched arms. Jesus wants the same for you to gain more clarity on your faith relationships and what he uniquely made for you. He wants you to really see quit merely asking for thicker glasses. When Jesus has invited us to climb up on his shoulders for a better view, there is a better view. There is a third way. And I just get so excited thinking about what God is going to bring about on this earth through you. What is that? What breaks your heart? What solution do you want to see brought about onto the earth? And what would be a larger extension? What is a next level of what you're already doing? What is God preparing you to do to bring forth on this earth to not only bless the people around you? It will fill your soul, and I am telling you without a shadow of a doubt, it is going to have a ripple effect of blessing on future generations. Your kids will see you walking in faith, walking into a God-sized dream, and when they see you do that, then they will think, I can do that too. All right, you guys, thank you for joining me. I have several things coming up in the month of December. I'm going to be having a great Advent series. So please stay tuned for that. If you are local to College Springs on December 9th, save the date. We are, my friend Kristen Chadwick and I are going to be hosting a Christmas event. And so stay tuned on those details and listen. If you are not connected with me on my email list yet, would you just hop onto my website, Megan B. Nielsen, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, throw in your email address because every Wednesday I send out a communications. And I drop a journal prompt in there inspired by scripture. So if you want to do the deeper work of listening for God, and once a week you want to practice reading a, a passage of scripture, reading a verse, and then really journaling with God and seeing what he has for you in that, then I drop that every week as well. So I love you guys. Reach out to me if there are any God dreams that are stirring and you want to have a conversation about what that could look like in your life not only right now, but into 2024, that is absolutely what I'm about, what I'm helping people do. And so message me, let's plan a call. Let's do it. All right. Love you guys. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen, or head to my website, meganbnilsen.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.